All right, football fans, we are back finally here with the Fantasy Hour on Tap Crew. Just a little heads up, we took a week off due to the holidays, so hopefully everybody was in, able to enjoy their time. Um, I'm going to kick it right over to you, Cam. How was your uh, week off, man? It, it, it was good. Had a lot of food, you know, yeah, saw some family. It, it was nice. So. Oh, I love I, nothing's better than having, you know, Thanksgiving off now that I haven't, you know, I previously didn't have it off for the last six years. But, uh, you know, it's nice to have it off and sit around and watch football all friggin day because there's really no time in between any of the games, which is nice. Um, but Edgar, how was your week? Yeah, it was good. Uh, just relaxing, um, kind of just a laid back type of weekend. And sometimes you just need those. So. Yeah, I just saw my family, lots of food, and just, yeah, lots, just a lot of football. Lots of food, lots of sweets. I made that mistake at the end of the night. But moving forward, guys, we are going to cut right into the chase. We officially, guys, are in the playoff time. I'm going to say probably more than 90% of leagues are in their playoffs. Um, so it's a big time of the year. Hopefully you made playoffs. If you didn't, uh, you suck. And maybe you can win the uh, loser's bracket or something like that. Um, but let's move right into the normal segment here. We've got a pop the tab. What do you guys got this week? Uh, well, in the spirit of the holidays, we have a beer by Anchor Brewing, actually in San Francisco. It's called Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. So we got to start the season off right. As soon as Cameron gets his off, okay. Right. Does this have this? Does this one have passion fruit in it, Edgar? <laughs> uh no. It's a. I, I honestly don't know what type of ale it is. It has Christmas trees in it. Oh Jesus! It's very piney or whatever the hell that that is. It's very malty. It feels heavy. Yeah, I was gonna say it feels. I mean, it feels heavy because it is a winter beer. Yeah. Don't you yeah, uh, heat to keep yeah. the heat. A little more heft heftiness to it, you know. Get you all warmed up for the season. Yeah, it's just like a darker kind of a beer. Um it's not my favorite. I not it's not it's not bad. I just wish like if it if it was gonna be like a port I would yeah, I'd rather drink like a like a a porter that was a little bit more chocolatey if I was gonna drink a darker beer. Okay. So speaking about moving into the season, like we said Ooh. We've got fantasy football playoffs. So, Edgar, give us a little bit of a little, you know, a little bit of uh, updates here for some news and everything going on around the league. Yeah, um, with with the playoffs, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, the first thing is just a position change. So, Gardner Minshew well, is going to be starting over Nick Foles. Can uh, I give you a little bit of information about this uh, situation here, buddy? Yeah. I would have won a lot more money this week in daily fantasy if Nick Foles could have done anything. Instead, he got me negative .9. And I wasn't paying attention to that game because we had three TVs going on over at Buzz's Buzz Cave. And uh, he goes, ah, Minshew's going to get put in. And I was like, shut up. No, he's not. Foles is going to come out in the second half and tear him apart. And a uh, little to my dismay here, uh... Unfortunately, that did not happen because Minshew went in. So Minshew mania is back, baby. Go ahead, Edgar. Yeah, and full sucks. So I don't. It, it, that was a terrible contract for them. He sucks. He's terrible. And yeah, I just can't stand Nichols. But what happened to him replacing Trubisky? Yeah, I know exactly. Um, Cam, nobody asked for your input on that one, buddy. Um, just to keep taking Alice in the fantasy league. Um, and then so aside from him uh, replacing Foles, Dalvin Cook. Got hurt in the Monday night game uh, after he fumbled like a clumsy idiot. Uh, I'm glad because I, I was going up against him. Um, he's, I, he seems to be fine. Um, their head coach said that he's fine, that he's, he'll be ready to go. But, I mean, I, you kind of take that with caution because a lo there's a lot of head coaches that love to lie on the injury report and say that players are <laughs> okay when they're not okay. And they're clearly not okay because they don't – catch one ball and have two targets and tear a game. Are, 
Yeah, I was going to just ask, do, is there an issue here? We'll, you... we'll get into it when it, we'll get into it in the people who like in the party box. Gotcha. Um, All right. Fair so enough. be wary of that uh, just because you never know. Um, Adam Thailand's another good example of that. He was practice, practicing 100% all of last week. Um, there was a news press release saying that if he wasn't 100%, he wasn't going to play. And wow, what happened? He didn't play. He's 99.9%. That's not 100 Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and the biggest thing, too, is that I, the thing that I think of, you know, is, for instance, Minnesota's still in the hunt for, you know, real-life playoffs. And this is a situation that, you know, they've got Detroit. Um, so it's up to them if they're that concerned about Detroit this week, or are they just going to roll out Alexander Madison, who we've been talking about here on the podcast for what feels like, I don't know, um, the whole season. I think, uh, Edgar has been on his, uh, high horse about him for a long time now. Um, also in all of your articles, you can, you know, go check those out at ontapsportsnet.com. And, you know, the thing is that maybe they don't try cook out there and they try to save him for a potential playoff run and just keep rolling with Madison. Cause I think, you know, with Detroit, you're talking about a team that is um, very bad, very bad against the run. Uh, you know, they're third worst against the running back position. Um, so why risk it? You know, especially in a game that I think they can win handily without him, um, especially since it's in Minnesota. But uh, what else do we got here? Yeah, um, so aside from Thailand, I'm just keeping an eye out for him. Uh, chances are that he can't play, but like I said, it's, you have to be wary with everything. Um, next open on the list is T.Y. Hilton. Um, he's out for the foreseeable future. He's not going to be placed on IR, um, but he will be indefinitely out, so that leaves a lot of opportunity for Zach Pascal uh, and Paris Campbell. So he's an injury to keep an eye out, but if you have T.Y. Hilton, if you're a T.Y. Hilton owner, you you definitely need to, you know, get a backup and pick up Zach Pascal. Um, uh, second is, uh, or after that is Marlon Mack, um, practicing a little bit more. Um, but we'll see. So his status is something to keep in mind because if you do have Marlon Mack or you have Jonathan Williams, uh, keep in mind that Marlon Mack could play this week. And lastly, James Conner. So. Right now, the early reports are saying that he will not be playing. So it's going to be another week of Benny Snell as the workhouse, like the everyday be uh, down back, and J- uh, James or uh, Jalen Samuels playing the pass catching back. So keep an eye out for that. But the early reports are that he was doubtful to play once more. And and just lastly, um, Ron Vera, no longer that coach. For yeah, you know, the, the Panthers, and that I mean, there's. There could be all sorts of implications like that. Um, they changed offense coordinators. Um, I believe their DB's uh, coach is now the head coach. Yeah, their their DB coach is the head coach, which is cons- or interim head coach. Um, yeah. Which you know, to me, actually, obviously, you're not going to set the guy, but be aware yeah. that this is a no. big concern that Christian McCaffrey could not be used as much. Um, do, you know, in, in typical, we, we always say it. We're all Bears fans around here, but I'm not being biased. But this new head coach needs to not be an idiot because you need to use your best player, and your best player is Christian McCaffrey. And get the ball out. Get to, get the ball to Greg Olson. Get the ball to Moore. Get the you know ball to Samuel. But make sure you still feed your beast. But I'm just trying to make sure people are aware there is potential that he may lose a little bit of his shine. He had a, a rough week this last week, but it could be worse. It, it could go down again. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to re- reiterate that. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, the coach can just you want to use McCaffrey the entire time and just run down his best player possible and prevent Kyle Allen from throwing and just manage the games instead. Or, you know, you can start leading a passing attack. You never know. So it's just something to keep in mind when with coaching changes. You never know. So Well, interim coaches, too, um, a lot of times they're handpicked by the organization for a reason. So I, I do believe that they're not going to use, like, McCaffrey that much because they want to rest them for next season when they're actually competitive again. I would, yeah, I would think so, too. I, I agree with that. But that's why I say it's a concern. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's just something to keep in mind. But it's like what you say—you never, 
you're not not starting McCaffrey and you, you would roll him out this week and see what goes from there. But it's like one of those weeks where it's like, it's not also crazy not to roll with him, you know? You know, this is, but this is a time where you just sit there and you're like, oh, of course, this has to happen during the fantasy playoffs. Like the number, like the number one running back is now going to be, you know, falling down the list because of it. But, you know, it is what it is. Go ahead. Uh, You know, no, no, I was just going to say that's it. Um, I would say like the, so in terms of like fantasy playoffs, I would say like it's kind of like it's a different animal now. Like, like what you said, like not starting. Christian McCaffrey could be a possibility. Um, but there's a, like another example is like I have Devontae Freeman in the league and he's he's holding up bench space for other players that like at this point. I would I would just drop him for someone that I need or like a receiver that I need. And that's that could you know, in the regular season that would be crazy, but at this point. Yeah, you know, if you're in season long at this point, if you've got a player, I've said this before, if you have a player on your team that you know you're not going to use in these last three weeks, there's no reason to have them on your team anymore. There's really not. Just drop them and get a player you know that may have a stronger schedule, um, you know, or adjust with that. You know, that's what you got to do at this point. You know, you might take a quarterback like, you know, a Ryan Fitzpatrick um, and have to drop somebody. You know, I had somebody ask, uh, actually on our Twitter page, that asked if they should drop um, Kyler Murray for him. And I was like, that's a tough spot because Murray still has good matchups, but so does Fitzpatrick. So yeah. that's a, a, that is a tough question. You know, I'll throw it out there. Would you guys do it? Drop, drop who for who? Uh, yeah. Kyler Murray for, uh, Fitzpatrick. Um, I mean, it depends on who your starting quarterback is. I, I, I mean, Fitzpatrick yeah. was on the waiver wire. I, I, yeah, I would say, I, I think I would do it considering how well, he has done, and their 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 run game is non-existent. Like Patrick Laird is going to be the starting running back on the Dolphins, so and Devontae Parker has been just a stud. So yeah, I, I think I would just because they're going to have to air the ball out to get any type of yardage or first downs. I, I wouldn't because I mean, just Fitzpatrick is like the enigma. He'll show up one week, throw five interceptions, and like 80 yards and the next week he could throw like six touchdowns and like in the playoffs when every week matters where you need to win every single week I would want more of a steady presence and one who will get like maybe the 12 points or the 15 points yeah I could see that I mean I it's tough because I just feel like Murray's been on the the decline but yet again they're a team that's not winning so they well, might air the, too, so yeah, are. but they but they might air the ball out even more to end the year because they're just like screw it, we just want to see what he's got. Um, but I don't know. I feel I honestly actually think that Fitzpatrick would be more consistent because they're in the same state. Um, you know, he's obviously not going to be the quarterback probably going into next year. I mean, he might be, but they're in a spot where, you know, he screws up for half a game. Um, you're going to get Rosen back in probably. But I don't know. I'd still I'd still take the risk because I think his matchups are just a tad bit better. But that's just that's just my view. Um, I mean, one of the most dangerous things is a guy playing for his job, and that's what Fitzpatrick is. He's playing for his next contract, and he constantly does that. Yeah, <laughs> every single year it seems like, and he keeps on coming back. <laughs> he just does, he really doesn't. He doesn't go away. Uh, are there any other players, uh, Edgar, that you want to go oh, over? That's here? it. That's all the all the updates. That is all the updates here. So, moving forward, let's get right in to my favorite segment of the week, guys. <laughs> I just have to ask. It sounds like you have a gripe with somebody. It sounds like you have a little bit of a gripe, Edgar. So, who is your party foul of the week, buddy? I have two, and they're, they're both on the same team. Um, <laughs> one of them doesn't play the sport or, you know, he just coaches per se. And my party foul of the week is Pete Carroll. <laughs> it's just Pete Carroll. It's Pete Carroll. Pete fucking Carroll. I, I, Why does he go by Pete? And not Pete? I, I, the man has pissed me off more and more times than just, just about anything. Um, even just playing Modern Warfare and just getting pissed off that and doing terrible. Um, oh, it's because you suck. 
with the oh, yeah, point, point with your non-existent KD ratio. All right, let's one on one. We'll talk about that later. Um, so um, I'm gonna guess your gripe is with Pete Carroll due to the lack of knowledge on. I'm gonna guess Tyler Lockett and uh, Chris Carson. Oh no, fuck Chris Carson. He he did well. Oh. I mean, Rashad Penny did did did, uh, did a lot better with having the receiving and and rushing touchdown. But Chris Carson so did, still had a heck of a good job. I think 16, 17 points. But no, it's with Carroll Lockett. So the entire week, Pete Carroll. Led us to believe that Tyler Lockett was A-OK. Glad I said him. Having participated full in practice the entire week. And yet, granted, they did have the, they did a lot of the Seahawks players uh, were reported to have the flu, but they looked well. I mean, they I think their their video of them practicing a touchdown dance went viral. So <laughs> if they can do that, just play happy, be, you know. Michael Jordan had a flu game. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> um, but like, oh, it was all happy go lucky. He's going to do, he's going to go back to Tyler Lockett for him. But nope, didn't get one target to the fourth quarter. And he didn't catch, you only had three targets for zero receptions, zero yards for nothing. So Tyler Lockett is my party file of the week because he absolutely fucked me. Ah! And you know what? But like, it's, I don't even. I'm not even mad at Tyler Lockett. I'm mad at Pete Carroll. I cannot stand <laughs> Pete Carroll. I, the things I can say about the guy. He just doesn't like how a like 60 year old guy goes by Pete and not Peter. But that's besides the point. You know, right. it's 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 okay, buddy. Um, you know, don't worry about it. I just have to say that I'm super excited because uh, this week in our on tap. Uh, you know, league. I had a nice little victory, you guys. And I beat a, a guy by the name of Cam Martin. And I only got eight points out of my quarterback, and I still beat you, Cam. Yeah. 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 How, how's that you feel, know, buddy? For the playoffs, you know, something that you don't, you team nearly didn't have to do. Um, oh. Yeah. I mean, you just were saved by James White. I was saved by James White. Interesting, because I'm going to tell you what. So you were saving yourself for the playoffs. But I want to yeah. talk about I just want to, before I let you get into your party foul, I just want to <laughs> mention really quick, guys, that let's go over here. I'm not going to give everybody's final stats, but that's fine, Cam. Um, you know, you made it in the playoffs. Um, I think I saved you. Or actually, you know what? I think you hurt yourself because in one of our matchups, we have uh, two guys going up against each other that are the two and three seed, which I want to give out a uh, shout out to one of them, was, which is uh, Swartzy. Been killing it this year so far. But Cam, you have a major, major game in your first bracket. You are going up against the 11 and two, Mr. Buzz. I just have to tell you, the dude that didn't even want to play this year ended up going 11 and 2 and beating everybody handily. The closest person is 9 and 4. It, Buzz won <laughs> 11 games. What happened? Were, I don't even know what happened for him to be able to go 11 and 2. So you got to watch out this week. He's got a formidable team. Um, I just find it funny that I got to beat you this week with getting only eight points out of my quarterback and eight points out of one of my running backs. So, you know, hey, and it's not even James White that saved me. There's somebody else. But um, I'm going to let you go into your party foul because I do have somebody from this game uh, on my team that was a party foul for me. But go ahead. Um, so mine would be um, Carson Wentz. Um, not because he did bad or anything, but mainly because I didn't check the lineup before the game. And I left... Um, Jameis Winston in, who got 10 points over um, Carson Wentz, who had 24. That so, sounds really dumb. Why would you have left him out? You, yeah. you, le you left out Carson Wentz against Miami. Trust me, man. Yeah. I'm going to blame you because I was so scared to put him in any lineups that I had because I was like, oh, my God. I just know Carson Wentz style. He's going to screw this game up against <laughs> Miami. Yeah. I mean, he did lose. So. Yeah, but – at least he put up 24 points in fantasy. I could care yeah. less about the Eagles winning or losing. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> but, so in, in this game with us, which actually I'm surprised because when they showed the 
projections. I try not to pay attention. Ah, you were you were showing to beat me by like twenty, and I'm like, ah, ah, shit. <laughs> this isn't even good. Um, but my party follow of the week is actually going to be George Kittle, who got me a whopping three point four. Really, really, George Kittle. Like, yeah, I just don't have any explanation for that. Um, I mean, I understand it was Baltimore, but he. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. He should be able to get more than that. Um, I don't really have any other complaints with this team. Um, you know, that I did pretty well. Um, the only reason I got saved by uh, my team at all is John Brown from Thanksgiving decided to throw a touchdown, which got me points. Because other than that, he wouldn't have had a great game. You're welcome. Was, yeah, yeah, I ended up getting you like 40, but that's besides the point. What was that? And James White getting you 40. That also kind of helped a little bit. James White gave you 37. 37.7. Can't forget about the point seven. And I, I mean, I want to just give myself a pat on the back because I, I was high on James White this entire season. So <laughs> That's good for you. No, he's actually been really solid. He's uh, mm-hmm. you know, ranked 15. Docs. They should cut him. I should have just played Austin Eckler instead. Uh, you know, even digs, but hey, anyways, guys, uh, is there any other players you guys want to complain about this week or uh, would like to complain about here in the near future? No, no, <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll have more complaints later on, but I mean, I mean the only person I, I want to complain about is Nick Foles, really quick, but I didn't have him on any regular teams, I had him in daily. So, uh, Nick Foles, you suck, and uh, I'm back on the Garner Minshew train, so. Let's I mean, see where that takes me. Before, though. We all What's knew up? that he sucked before. We, 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 we talked about this. We all knew that he sucked before. Well, except for one person, mainly the one who does most of the talking. But See, the thing is, though, this happened with Nick Foles last year. He came in and he played fine for a couple of games, but I, I don't know. I, it is what it is. But, guys, let's get right into the slate of games for this week. And this week, we're going to start off, as normal, with the Thursday night football game, which will be the the Dallas Cowboys, I want to say it, but I'm going to be nice, the Dallas Cowboys coming to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. Uh, Cam, give me what you like from this game from the Cowboys side of everything. I mean, obviously, you talk about Elliot. Um, the fix is practicing again, um, as we know, so hopefully he can get into the game. Um, if not, I think that the he's Bears... not eligible. What? He's not eligible. Oh, he's not? No, okay. that's next week. Okay, then never mind. Um, <laughs> he, he, they might, um, kind of struggle to slow Zeke down a little bit, but I mean, I think the Cowboys offense kind of like, they don't. They don't know who they are yet because, like, Death Prescott's having good season. Elliot's kind of down a little bit, but they're trying to, like, pass too much or then they don't use Elliot properly, and then it kind of, like, Dak struggles, and they're kind of, like, in that. So I, I think Dak will have a pretty good game, um, like, passing-wise. I think Elliot could have a pretty good game. Um, as far as the receivers, I mean, obviously, Cooper – is mainly the only receiver I think would and Gallup too. I, I do like Gallup against going against Prince of Mukamura for Dallas wise. Um, you have a big receiver in Gallup going against Mukamura who has well, been average and who is smaller. Well, and the thing is too though, uh, the injury report came out for the Bears side of everything. Prince did not participate again this uh, in, in practice today, so that's two days in a row uh, yeah. that he's DNP and then. I think on the Cowboys side, uh, is it Leighton Vander Esch uh, is most likely out. Um, So, I mean, already I was interested in the running game for the Bears. But um, for the flip side for the Cowboys, I don't know. This is very interesting because I don't know who Kyle Fuller is going to want to stick because at the same time, there's a lot of problems. Um, I'm just going to talk about it really quick for the Cowboys side. I'm scared shitless of this passing attack especially against this Bears defense. Um, they just have so many weapons. And if you don't have um, Prince, I think the only other player you're going to end up putting out there would probably even 
would be potentially Kevin Tolliver or Duke Shelley because you're not going to move Buster out of the slot. Duke um, Shelley's too small. I'd put Kevin Cal- Tolliver have a lineup against Gallo. Yeah, I would, but but my concern then is that he's still going to be able to burn him. Um, so, and then you're going to tell me that Randall Cobb's in the slot with Buster. Um, so I just think that's a concern to me. So I don't know. I, I just like their passing attack against this team. Um, and I think that opens everything up a little bit more for Zeke. But I think um, my disagreement is I think that just having Akeem Hicks back in the locker room and back on the field a little bit, even though he is yet to technically be eligible to return, I think it's going to bring a different fire to this team already. So I actually expect them to be a little bit better in the front uh, seven and maybe be able to slow Zeke down a little bit, but he's still Zeke. He's still going to get his numbers. So I, that's all I got yeah. on the Cowboys side. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just going to say, I'm, <clears throat> I'm 100% trying out Zeke. I mean, it, who's not? But you're also being a little bit wary, right? The Bears, come, you know, in the, for the entire season, they've been giving up a lot of points to running backs, but – as of late, they've been kind of recouping their defense. I've been doing a lot better against the run. So we'll see. But uh, Zeke is definitely one of the guys that you're trying out. Um, I'm interested in just starting Michael Gallup, of all players, um, just because of exactly what you guys were talking about. If anyone – I mean, even if, if Prince Mukamara is covering uh, Michael Gallup, I, I mean, <laughs> I think Gallup wins at nine times out of ten. I, I'm I very Well, here's the thing, though. I think if Prince is active, I think it flips. I think Prince would watch uh, Amari Cooper and Fuller would watch Gallup. Why do you say that? I don't. I don't think that. I think. I think because, they keep Fuller on, on Amari. No, because 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 uh, Fuller a lot this year has been you know picking who he wants, and I think he's been trying to. He's been slightly sticking the more faster receiver as well. And I think if you're put, to, no matter what. Gallup is going to run past either any of these quarterbacks yeah. yeah. for that team. That's the truth. Gallup is just too fast. It doesn't matter. That's why I say there's a this is a mismatch beyond mismatch. No matter who's on who. Yeah. Um. But like for me, like I, I think their biggest concern is Amari Cooper in terms. Of, well, I mean, the, I mean, everyone's a concern. Elliot Cooper. But for me, I'm specifically looking at Michael Gallup uh, to start on the Cowboys side. Aside from Z, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, there's a couple of leagues where I have Dak Prescott. Um, you know what? Honestly, I they let blue or uh, blow just handed to them in the first half last week. So, uh, well, granted, he was a rookie and they didn't have any tape on him, and you know, Galladay did crazy great. But I, I mean, I honestly wouldn't think it's crazy to start Dak Prescott against this defense. Absolutely not. Dak's still going to go off for twenty five. At least. Yeah, no, I agree. 20, and Dex, 20 Dex to 25. Is safe yeah, Dex is a safe play. That's something that me and Cameron were talking about last week. I think Dak faced a pretty good de- uh, was- team. And uh, we were talking about Sam Darnold or Dak Prescott and last week. And Dak is kind of like that consistent base that, you know what, he'll at least get you a little bit over 20 points or, you know, on the dot 20 points. So, Absolutely. you know, if, if, a- if you wanna, I was going to say, if you want to keep it consistent, you want to keep playing the safer side rather than playing an upside player. Dak is your man. So, I mean, I, I'm personally rolling out Dak unless I have a better option. But at that point, I mean, Dak's a consistent guy. Well, the, the truth of the matter is this. You know, Dak is a top-five quarterback, and I've been saying this, saying that since the beginning of the year. So, I don't know you why you got to disagree. I don't know why you got to disagree with me, bro. Such a, you literally said, you, you no, no, just get out of here. Get out of here with your, like, 0.1 KD ratio. <laughs> you got a point zero, bro. Ah, trash. So, <laughs> uh, anybody else have anything uh, from the Cowboy side of this? I think Edgar wants to talk about Jason Witten first. Absolutely. You're starting Jason Witten. Absolutely. I, I fully agree with that. So, guys, uh, the only thing really uh, that I want to talk about for this game for the Bears side is there are a couple things. It's kind of new to talk about this. They've been a little bit bad. Uh, throughout the year, but I do want to talk about Anthony Miller, um, who started to show up. He's getting a lot of targets lately, so he's somebody that I'm looking towards in this game. And I actually, I really, I know I'm not telling people to start him, but for somebody like myself who plays daily, um, I'm interested in Tariq Cohen, but I also just think that I think this is a good game for David Montgomery. 
Um, I think the Bears are going to establish the run a little bit. And, uh, I mean, I know that Dallas is pretty good. The Bears and Dallas are neck and neck pretty much all across the board fantasy-wise. Uh, but I just think it's a it's going to be a good week for him. Um, and, obviously, I don't care who's sticking him. You're still starting Allen Robinson, plain simple, uh, you know, check on that one. I don't know if I'm trotting out Trubisky, though, if that's the case because, yeah, he's still Trubisky. Um, Edgar, what do you got for the Bears side of the ball? Um, you know what? I, uh, out of all the players, I mean, like you see, you touch on Dave Montgomery. I really like Anthony Miller. Um, over the last three weeks, he's had 33 targets, so 11, you know, 11 targets a game on average. And uh, you know what? This week, the you know the Cowboys over the last two games have not been doing great against receivers, and over the entire season, their their data is a little bit miscued. Like they're you know in the middle pack in terms of points allowed to wide receivers, but it doesn't really speak to how bad this defense has been. I mean, they can't win big games. And a lot, a lot of times it's because their defense can't produce. So I like Anthony Miller in this game. I think because of the volume of targets that he's been seeing, he'd be a really good player here, even against a, you know, a Dallas defense that's missing one of their best linebackers um, that pass rush is lacking quite a bit. So if Trubisky has time to throw times time to throw and you know Anthony Miller is going up against Byron even if he's going up against Byron Jones which I highly doubt uh considering you have Allen Robinson on the other side um I, I really like Anthony Miller here yeah no um I mean you guys mentioned the receivers obviously Allen Robinson Miller already um those are two really good plays um I mean David Montgomery as you mentioned Aaron and the player I really think can take the next step forward in this game is like you mentioned Tariq Cohen with the offense kind of like sort of getting back like in rhythm getting to be or um somewhat of what they want the offense to be I really think they're going to find a place to use Cohen and especially in this game when um they might be focusing all on Miller um and Robinson outside I think they can slip them out pretty easily yeah no I agree um so, anyways, does anyone have anything else from this uh, game? Nope. I think you're good to go. Robinson. Or yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd go Robinson, Montgomery, um, just for sure. I mean, if you're looking for somebody um, with upside, you know, obviously Miller. Um, so, let's get into the next game here, guys, and that will be the Ravens and the Bills. Um, Cam, what do you like the most about this game? I mean – Lamar Jackson, who's probably leading the MVP race, obviously, you're playing him. Um, he's also leading the team in rushing, too. Um, yeah, there, there's just a lot to like. I mean, Buffalo does – they do have a decent defense, so it might be a tougher matchup for Ingram. Um, and, I mean, I think if you have Mark Andrews, he's probably your number one tight end so you kind of have to play him he does have seven touchdowns on the season so he can at least be he is that red zone threat for them he can get you um a few touchdowns hopefully um yeah that's pretty much it for baltimore as far as that said um as far on buffalo i mean i i would play josh allen um just because he he has been uh pretty good like like a more low-key fantasy quarterback um, just overall this season. Um, and then, I mean, Devin Singletary against this defense might be tough, but, yeah, they, they might try to run. They might try to keep uh, Lamar Jackson off the field. Um, and to do that, they're going to need Devin Singletary in this game. And then, obviously, John Brown's a number one receiver. He might not be. I mean, he's going to go against a decent Baltimore defense, but, they might have to pass, so it might not be a bad option in, like, a flex. All right. Uh, Edgar, what do you got for this one? You know, on the Baltimore side, I think the biggest – one of the biggest questions, I mean, yeah, aside from – you know, you're starting Lamar Jackson. There's no question about that. But Are you I sure? Biggest, I don't know. I, I have to think about it. I need, you know, I need, to talk about, I need to talk to my accountant before I can, you know, discuss this with you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, Fair but, enough. <laughs> But I think the biggest question for me on the Baltimore side is, are you starting Mark Ingram, right? I think Mark Ingram can be a little bit inconsistent. I mean, granted, over the past three weeks, he's had games of above 23 points in two out of the three games. But the last game, he had 15 uh, rushes for 59 yards or touchdowns. 
he's been using he's been used a lot more in the past game, having three uh, receiving touchdowns over the last three weeks. And they did play a pretty stellar run defense in San Francisco last week. Buffalo's middle of the pack, but lately they've been giving up a little bit more in terms of uh, run defense. And one one thing about Mark Ingram to know is that he is a run, he is a red zone threat. So he's heavily using the red zone. So on the you know third and ones, you know w- whatever it may be, he's using the end zone via you know rush attempt or um, a reception. Um, for me, I don't know. This is a this is one of the questions that or like one of like the issues I'm facing. One of my teams, I have Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Mark Ingram, and uh, one other player that I can't think of it, uh, can't think of right now. And my biggest question is if I'm you know whether I should start Mark Ingram over the other two or three running backs I just mentioned um, in the flex position. And you know, I think that I personally would. Buffalo isn't a team to take lightly considering their defense, but I think because of how you know much of a red zone threat that Mark Ingram is that you're trying him out there because of how big upside uh, he can have. Um, he does have nine t- uh, rushing touchdowns in the season, so that's yeah. just talks about how his, his efficiency and uh, just the volume he gets around the red zone. So what I have to say about this one is, I mean, I'm skeptical. I don't know if I would try it out josh allen at all i mean that's a that's a far idea for me but if you want to risk it i mean i know he's been good but baltimore is scary um but here's the thing though guys the one thing that i always look at is where the game's being played and this game's in buffalo and buffalo is not a place to take lightly they come out and they show out and i think this this could be i don't know if you really want to call it this but i almost want to call this a trap game I think that this is a game that um, I feel like people think that Baltimore is just going to walk in and, and you know, just do work. And I think that people need to take Buffalo a little more serious as of late. Um, it's just scary because I don't know if I would sit there and say to pick any of the Baltimore players in fantasy this week because their matchups aren't great. Um, I just don't know what route you want to go with it. Um, for them, but for Baltimore's side, I would still be trotting out Ingram. I think he's too big of a threat to not put out there, especially like you said, uh, Edgar, with the red zone uh, opportunities. Um, you know, I I think I would go Mark Andrews as well. I think I'm still staying off of Hollywood Brown. Um, yeah, he's but, too inconsistent. Yeah, too incon- Yeah, it's just too inconsistent. It's Buffalo. Um, like you said, still a great defense. So. Yeah, I don't know. This one's thin for me. I don't know if I'm even playing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing Lamar Jackson. Come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough game. Very, very tough game. But you might have to risk it. You might have to risk like a John Brown or a, or a Singletary in this one to try and get it done. I think it's a. I think this could be a good uh, week again for Singletary uh, just due to the yeah. aspect that they're at home, and I think they're going to want to control the clock with the ball on the ground. As long as I can. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll still be wary. I mean, Raheem Mostert did have a good game against Baltimore, but that's because he had a, a rushing touchdown and a couple of receptions. I mean, his uh, – right I believe he had like 15 rushes for like 36 yards. So in terms of yards per carry, he didn't do great. But in terms of the opportunity that was there in terms of targets, um, and that rushing touchdown definitely boosted his value. Um, I completely agree. I mean – I slightly agree with you in the Josh Allen note, but I mean, one thing to note is that he does have eight rushing touchdowns in the season and his worst game has been against the new England Patriots. And that game, he threw three interceptions. I don't, you know, I don't see, foresee him throwing three interceptions in this game. I mean, anything can happen, but as long as he keeps the, you know, the turnovers down, I think he'd have a decent game. All right, Cam, do you got anything else? Yeah, no, I think we touched everything. All right, let's move into the next game here. This one's an interesting one, guys. We've got two 10-2 teams. We've got the 49ers going down to New Orleans to join the Saints down in wherever the heck they play now, Superdome, whatever the heck they call it. Uh, this is an interesting game, guys. Um, obviously, Saints-wise, um, you know, you're you're rolling out Drew Brees if you can. Um you know, Kamara, Michael Thomas, who was a little bit of a disappointment for uh, me last week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's 
<laughs> it's kind of simple. Their offense is like three or four people, and that's about it. Um, what do you guys make of this game, fantasy wise? <clears throat> um, it. I mean, as you said, it's kind of like the common guys. I mean, you're playing Kamara, you're playing Michael Thomas, you're playing Drew Brees. As far as like on the San Francisco side, I mean, I have Tevin Coleman on some of my teams. He's been doing just awful um, the past few weeks. <clears throat> so like, I don't know who their real running back is. I know Morissette's been playing a lot more, but I just wouldn't play any of your running backs right now. And then um, Kittle hasn't been, I mean, he did bad last week and he hasn't been like, he hasn't looked like George Kittle to me the whole season. So maybe like Debo Samuel, someone like that, if you need like a flex person, would be probably the only person on San Fran I'm playing. Um, You know, I I agree with you on the Debo Samuel part. I mean, over the last three games, he's had a touch on each of those games. So he's been consistent in that uh, that term. I mean, he's been one of Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite targets aside from George Kittle, although he had a bad game last week. Um, and Alvin Kamara, I don't know. I think I think fantasy is one of those games where you can't just you can't just blindly plug a player. You have to, you know. I mean, every game has to strategically, you know, play certain players. But I think this is a game where you can't. You don't need to necessarily just plug and play Alvin Kamara because, I mean, it is a good rush defense that limited Mark Ingram and a couple other good players uh, as of late. So I would say that, like, if you have better options or if you have higher upside, like, options, like maybe like a Devin Singletary where, although it is Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore does give a lot of points to, a decent amount of points to uh, opposing running backs or a player of that caliber, I would think about it because, I mean, at this point, I mean, it's it's not crazy to, to think that. I mean, yeah, is Alvin Kamara a matchup group? He certainly is, but against like one of the best defenses in the NFL, you know, you, right. I, I would certainly would think that you you consider that. And then on the San Francisco side, you know, I touched about exactly what Cameron said. Devo Samuel, I'm, I'm still personally trotting out George Kittle, and yeah, you still have it. to. And and San Fran too, and this is all I really you know have for it is San Fran is still in a win now situation. Obviously, they're ten and two. Um, so they're in, in a good spot, but they actually don't lead their division anymore. Uh, that got taken over by the uh, Seahawks. So this is a big game for them. So they do need to do everything they can to win, and that could mean get the ball more to Kittle, which I'm all in on. But, um, you know, I, I think for you know me, I already touched on the New Orleans side, but San Fran side, I totally agree with you guys. Um, I'd still be also looking at Debo. I think he's just been too good the last several weeks. So he's somebody that, you know, you could play in a sneaky spot and probably win yourself a game. Um, anybody else have anything else from this one? No, that's pretty much it. No. That is that on that one. Um, Edgar, I'm going to start this off with you. What do we got for the next game? Um, so the next game we have is um, Chiefs versus Pats. Infamous rematch um, from last year's playoffs. I mean, this game, you're definitely trying out Pat Mahomes, even though he hasn't been the stellar Pat Mahomes that we've seen uh, over the last year. But nonetheless, we're starting him. Um, I'm worried about the the running backs. I'm, I mean, before this, you were always worried about the uh, Chiefs running backs. I'm not starting any of them. Doesn't nope. Tyreek Hill um, going up with Stephon Gilmore. I like Stephon Gilmore. I think that he... Gets a little bit overhyped because, considering the t- you know the type of talent at receiver that he faces, I mean everyone calls him the lockdown corner. And personally, I thought he should have been a Super Bowl MVP last year. But with that said, you still I'm personally still t- uh, trying out Tyreek Hill, considering how you know how talented he is. And those are the only two. All um, Travis Kelsey. Besides, so those are the only three Chiefs players I'm um, talking about. None of the running backs interest me and never will interest me. On the Pats side, you know what? I you you I do like James White. I've been high on James White this entire uh, season. I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> so I'm trotting out James White. I'm a little bit worried about Sony Michelle considering how bad he's done this entire season, how he hasn't really showed up. I mean, there's a reason James White has kind of taken over the show. And there's a reason that, you know, Tom Brady has a sort of favoritism towards James White. 
Aside from that, I'm starting Julian Edelman, James White, and you know what? This could be a gun, you know, a gun game where just trying it out. But considering how you know good the Pats defense can be, you know what? I'm so, I I would risk it on Tom Brady, but if you have better options, considering who they are, if it's like a Kirk Cousins against Detroit, I'm I'm starting Kirk Cousins against Detroit over Tom Brady. <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna start cousins? Oh yeah. God, you're crazy. You're desperate. Desperate. That's what I think. Um so let me just say this. I, I think that this is a game I always say that, you know, they're a team that likes to shut down the best player and, and uh that's what the Patriots do. I I just don't know. There's it's hard to stop Tyree Kill, and I think that's kind of their best player. So I think they're gonna take aim more at Kelsey. But you're not sitting Kelsey, you're not sitting Hill, you're not sitting Mahomes. It's just just expect them to be limited, and that's the fact. That, um, for the Patriots, I actually think that the Patriots are going to get Sony Michelle back involved. I think that uh, a lot of people are high and mighty on what James White did the last several weeks, but I think they're going to try and lean on Sony Michelle again uh, to control this game. Uh, but for the Patriots side, that's. You know, obviously, you're always starting Edelman. Um, I think it's an interesting one, though. It This is just one of those games. I don't want anything. I said this for weeks. I don't want anything to do with the Chiefs running backs. And uh, for the Patriots, it's still their receivers. And uh, you could you could play both running backs, honestly. Um, there's another team that I'm probably going to do that with this week again. Uh, that would be the Chargers. I might start both of theirs. It's just tough. Um, anything else from this one? Cam, what do you got? Um, no, I mean, you guys pretty much covered everything. I mean, the three players from KC, and then that pretty much all the receivers from um, New England. And I, I do like Tom Brady in this week. Um, I, I think he'll put up some points. And a little bit of a duel with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because he always seems to rise to the occasion for those games when he plays a good quarterback. He always seems to just do a little bit more and rise to that level. Yeah, and I can see that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you on that front. Tom Brady, it's going to be sneaky good, really. Um, anything else, guys? Or you want to go into the next game? No, that's pretty much it. Let's get on. All right, we're going to talk about the Sunday night game, guys. It's going to be the Seahawks versus the Rams. I'm going to kick this one off with you, Cam. What do you got from this one? So, I mean. Obviously, the usual, usual suspects from um, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Uh, I know Richard Penny had a good game last game, but, I mean, Carson's their, their guy, their main back, so I expect him to get a majority of their workload. And supposedly he subbed himself out when Penny, um, so Penny could get that touchdown on that play, but which is kind of shitty because I was playing him in fantasy. Um yeah, so they were calling him a good teammate for that. Um, and then if Lockett plays, hopefully he doesn't practice at all this week and then he plays in the game because apparently that's opposite always from the game and practice. Um, I mean, I I still do like I, – I wrote about him um, a few weeks ago. Um, Jacob Hollister, the tight end, if you do need a tight end and he's still available – I mean, you could do worse than him. He had eight targets last week, six receptions, 44 yards. So I think they're trying to get him involved still. And then as far as on the Rams side, um, I'm never going to play Jared Goff, like ever. Um, And then, I mean, the receivers, it's just always tough with um, Rams receivers. Who's going to play this week? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be that guy? And then – yeah, just Gurley. You're playing if you have him too. So yeah, you're not pretty... gonna play. You're not gonna play golf. Ah, uh, that's a tough one. You know, I might, I might have to take a few drinks and then not play him. And yeah, just look so, at him and let him have him on the roster. So if you're down to the wire and you have to play one of these two quarterbacks, are you playing Jared Goff or Mitch Trubisky this week? Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah. Quick answer. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Interesting, interesting. Probably because he's been more consistent as of late. Um, Edgar, what do you got for this game? 
Um, I mean, a lot with Cam said uh, on the Rams side, I, you know, I would take a little bit of a chance on Robert Woods, um, considering that Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks haven't been great as of late. And you mean Cooper Cup being uh, Jared Goff's favorite, you know, target. Um, the Seahawks do struggle in the setting with their secondary, I mean, with their entire defense per se, but so I definitely take a look at him then. And, you know, I think you're definitely starting out Todd Gurley. You saw last week um, how Dalvin Cook was just eating up the Seahawks alive before he fumbled and got hurt. So definitely to start Todd Gurley. And then on the Seahawks side, I'm, I'm still confident in Chris Carson. He's their lead back. He's he's one of the few, he's I think one of three running backs that's had 16 or more rush attempts over the last three weeks. Um. You know, he's been one of the most consistent players. He'll get you the, you know, 19 carries for, you know, 100 yards. Um, and he's been a big component in the pass game, too, which has been great to see, especially in PPR leagues. Rashad Penny does is definitely someone that you should think, consider picking up 100%, considering his use. But I also think that has a lot to do with, uh, with how they're not using Tyler Lockett. So over the last two weeks is where we've seen Rashad Penny burst into the scene, right? But over those last two weeks, that's when Tyler Lockett has also been injured and essentially like not useful whatsoever. So I think Lockett needs another week of rest to uh, for his you know his ailing calf, and hopefully, <laughs> I don't know if I can trust the injury reports or Pete Carroll because goddamn does Pete Carroll piss me off. But I, I you know I, I would definitely think about Tyler Lockett, but it's it's one of those things where like Tyler Lockett now becomes extremely hard to start because he cannot give you that zero, especially during the playoffs. But like I said, Chris Carson rolling out and um, Russell Wilson actually had one of his best games of the season. I think it's first or second best game of the season against the Rams. Uh, the first time they met. Yeah, um, I don't know this this one's. It... I, I just don't think Gurley has been that great, but I think this is a game that obviously uh, poses better for them, especially since it's going to be in L.A. Um, I just don't like any of the receivers. I know you guys keep talking about Woods, but I'm only rolling out one receiver that has anything to do with Cooper Cup. Um, I mean, I know he's had up and down as of late, but uh, this could be a game that they need to be pass-heavy again at some point if the Seahawks are leading. Um, but yeah, I'm all in on just those two for that team, which would be Gurley and cup, uh, for the Seahawks. So my question is, would you guys be rolling, uh, Metcalf? Well, obviously if Lockett doesn't play Metcalf's a very good option, would you roll that? Or are you concerned about, um, Jalen Ramsey would probably be sticking him, right? Yeah, no, I, I honestly wouldn't be, I don't, I don't think I'd be touching Metcalf. Yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, Jalen Ramsey sticking it to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty good as of late, and they, they like I said, they've also been using a more run-heavy approach. So if Lock gets hurt again and he's still playing, but he's you know you can clearly tell he's hurt. I think they'll have another game like they had this past week where it's very run-heavy, and Metcalf might get some looks, but if he's being you know shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, I doubt he catches any of them. Or he's you know does it. Does I- I just thought of it. Lockett's going to play this week just for that reason alone, just so he can stick Jalen Ramsey. That's all it's going to be. (laughs) And it's going to piss you off because you're going to have to play him. Um, (laughs) But in all all honesty, though, if if Lockett plays, though, I would be skeptical of him. Like you said, I don't know if I'd roll him out, but I'd be interested in in Metcalf this week because of that. Um, But that's all only if Lockett plays. Yeah, if Ramsey's on him, that's, that's game over, man. Um, are you guys going to roll out Hollister though? If you have to? Yeah. Yeah. If I have to, I mean, yeah, I would. I just think he's been consistent. Uh, he's somebody that you want to go after for me. Like I said, Seahawks, it's all going to purely depend on, uh, if Lockett's active, if you're playing Metcalf, uh, Hollister is a great option. And you almost yet again, another team where you have to almost play both running backs because of what they do. Um, and obviously guys, you're playing Russell Wilson. It depends who else you have, but you're playing Russell Wilson. That that's a no brainer. Um, that's all I got from this game. Do you guys have anything else to finish this up? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Any other fine words to wrap up the show this week? We got one last segment to cover, don't we? You got we got a little bit of a 
Crack'em, Player of the Week. I'm going to kick this one off with you, Edgar. Of course you do. Of course. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah, you are. That's true. Is um, it? I'll change it up the next time around. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's usually Cameron the first time. So, no, you did, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Don't worry about right. it. Um, I would say... What? I said I won't worry about it then. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, so I would say that Minecraft Kraken Player of the Week, it's a, little, it's a little bit tough, but I think I'm still sticking out to the James White bandwagon. Well, not bandwagon, but my own wagon. Um, just because I do think it'll be a little bit of a higher scoring game. Um, I'm doubting the Patriots defense, um, especially considering as a late the Patriots defense that we know him since, you know, from the beginning of the year where they've been locking down Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets in the beginning of the year. Now they have better teams to face. Um, so I think James White will be used heavily. Um, I know they're going to try to keep Mahomes off the field by running the ball, um, but James White can't stick it to them down the tackles. I mean, he's, that's not what he's primarily utilized for, but he's one of Tom Brady's favorite targets, um, and he's consistent. So in in this playoffs, you need consistency. You need those surefire players that can get you those, you know, 15, you know 12, 15 points um, mixed with those players that can get you those, you know, 20, 25 points um, in that upside. All right. Fair enough. Cam, what do you got? So for me, I always try to go more like under the radar players for the week. Um, and for fantasy, you never want to try to get like too high or too low on someone. You never want to like buy high. But I mean, for this week, I do like Darius Geis. Um, I know he's coming off his like best game. Um, where he had like 10 rushes, 129 yards, two touchdowns, and then he had two receptions also. He's going against a Packers um, team that does struggle to stop the run. Um, so I think there's definitely going to be opportunity for him there, both on the ground and catching two from Haskins because they don't have anybody else to throw to because apparently um, Haskins can't throw to McLaren. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I do like... Darius guys this week. That's a very good pick because um, I do really like him as well this week. So uh, that's a that's a good thing we can we can agree on that. But I do have a different player that I want to talk about, and the guy has been on fire as of late, and I think his train is going to continue, and that is going to be Derrick Henry. Uh, I just you know he they got the Oakland Raiders this week. Both teams are really still playing for a lot of things. Oakland is actually. Near the bottom of the league, they are in the uh, you know bottom tier uh, lately, as I should say, as of late the last few weeks. Um, you know, against the rush, they've given up four rushing touchdowns over the last four weeks, and uh, Derrick Henry just gets a touchdown pretty much every week. So I just I really like him still, and I always feel like he shows up at the end of the year too. As of late, I feel like he's better and better overall this year. But, um, yeah, I, I think that train continues, and they're going to hammer that uh, hard this week, trying to make sure they can continue to take the Oakland Raiders out of playoff hopes and continue their own hopes. Um, that's all I got, though. Um, last question tonight is, do you guys have anything else? No. No? Good luck to the playoffs. Yeah. The Raiders, if not, I mean, that's right. bracket, play spoiler. Yep, we're not even going to go over the Monday night game, guys, because that game looks like crap. And I'll just say that there. Giants, Eagles, woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. Um, if you have any questions about that game, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. You can follow me over at Premier Amp. You can follow Edgar at EdLeone52. You can follow Cam at MrCam2M. You can also go and follow our fantasy page at FantasyHR on tap or follow the main page at uh, on tapsportsnet.com. Also, guys, just make sure everybody goes and checks out all the great articles. We got our waiver wire article out. Uh, we'll have starts and sits out here shortly, you know, in a day or two. And I'll have my DFS article out in the same amount of time. Um, but just remember, guys, important time of the year. Make sure you check your lineups. It is playoff time. I screwed up last week and did not check before Thanksgiving. And I left Julio Jones in. Woohoo. Um, I had other reasons for that. Um, but like I said, just make sure you check, man, you know, make sure you check if you're in the playoffs, cause some people don't pay attention and, uh, you may have forgot if you are, or if you're in the loser's bracket, try and be the best of the losers. 
Um, I know that's what I'm going to do in our league. And uh, Cam, you're going to get your ass kicked by Buzz. And I have nothing else. What's that? I'm going to take home the W in this league. No, you'll be back down in the loser's bracket later in the week. Um, But good luck to everybody. Get ready. We got a couple weeks left here until the championship round. And uh, good luck to everybody. And see everybody next week.